0: And welcome, my friends, to the Generations Broadcast. Kevin Swanson, your host with you. Adam McManus from worldy.com also my co-host on this edition. One of the most shameful things I think I've ever seen uh, in the civil magistrate occurred just this last week from uh, Governor John Edwards from the state of Louisiana. And I have never seen anything quite this egregious in terms of an in-your-face obliteration of all responsibilities as a civil magistrate operating the presence of almighty God. And this man outside of the fear of God, this is the result of a bad worldview. He's a Democrat, but this he's a Catholic as well. And so here we get what happens if you subscribe to a Catholic worldview, a clearly anti-biblical worldview. And I think this is, you know, another indication of the apostasy of the Catholic Church and the apostasy of the American people, the Democratic Party, and the the throwing off of all responsibilities as the minister of God, uh, administering the sword as the minister of God, according to the Romans 13 dictate and the Genesis 9-6 dictate. So here what we have is the release of, get this, 40 convicted murders. What a Christmas present for the state of Louisiana and for the United States of America. This guy's putting 40 convicted murders on the street. Uh, I I don't think we've ever seen anything like this in the history of America. I've seen, you know, two, three, four, five, maybe. And I'll give you some some other examples of this as we continue this conversation. But here, you know, we're going to dedicate a program to the responsibility of the civil magistrate, according to a biblical worldview, to act as the minister of God, to deal out justice to those who are convicted of the crime of murder. And so this is the most fundamental responsibility as a civil magistrate. And this man has completely uh, apostatized from the Christian faith and uh, from a biblical worldview. And he has has also completely uh, revolted against his responsibilities as a magistrate and minister of God. And so I don't know if I've ever seen anything this bad in terms of how civil magistrates have dealt with those who have committed murder
1: and in the court of
0: law have been proven to
1: do so. Well, let's be very clear. Genesis 9-6 says, whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed, for God made man in his own image. Let's talk about some of the 40 convicted murderers that Governor John Bell Edwards, a Catholic, has let loose onto the streets. Keith Elman Messiah, there's an unforgettable name. He wasn't certainly acting like the Messiah Jesus on Mardi Gras Day when on february fifteenth, nineteen eighty-three, he fatally shot Bernice Holman in the parking lot of Popeye's Fried Chicken in New Orleans. Keith Messiah identified through eyewitnesses, demanded money from Holman in the Popeye's parking lot, and from her friends. She complied. Let me underscore this. She complied. And yet he shot this poor woman, Bernice Holman, in the face and fled with the money. He confessed to attempting the robbery, the accidental shooting, I don't know how it's accidental, fleeing when arrested. The jury recommended the death penalty resulting in Messiah's conviction for first-degree murder. Now, interestingly, on Catholic theology, their catechism states that the death penalty is, quote, inadmissible because it is an attack on the inviolability and dignity of the person. The dignity of each human is sacred and remains intact even after the commission of very serious crimes, end quote. So they totally deep-six Genesis 9-6, number one. And number two, even if, as a Catholic, Governor John Bell Edwards of Louisiana is of the opinion that the murderer should not be put to death, at least keep the man behind bars for three reasons, to honor the life of the person he took, number two, to give a clear message to other would-be murderers not to do that, and number three, to keep him from ever murdering again. And I think one of the articles that you sent me today, Kevin, reveals that when a murderer who is proven to have murdered is allowed to go free and released back on the streets the likelihood of them becoming involved in very serious crime potentially taking another life is is pretty high
0: this is a rebellion against god this is a violation of god's law and what the catholic theology does is it comes up with its own law its autonomy it's to be a law unto oneself and stating that the sanctity of human life is the highest value when when indeed God has ordained the civil magistrate for this reason, and if a Christian or somebody who subscribes to the Word of God, the law of God, Romans 13, Genesis 9, 6, is going to be in the position of determining what is just or what is unjust in that position, they need to take the position of putting the murderer to death. This is the most basic law that God legislated for Noah when uh, he allowed human society to come back together after the flood. And so, you know, in order to avoid the destruction of the world and in order to avoid the level of bloodshed that came upon the world in the pre-flood years, God has ordained this most basic human law to be in force by human governments until the end of time. And so now the governor of the state of Louisiana demonstrates himself to be one of the very worst of civil magistrates in the history of human governments by allowing these 40 individuals back onto the street. The example of Frederick Kirkpatrick as well seems to me to be one of the most egregious murders in the history of this country. And this guy's out on the streets too? Can you believe that?
1: I'm glad you're citing him. In 1982, he killed Stephen Radosti in his Pearl River home of Louisiana. Kirkpatrick, along with an accomplice, inflicted head injuries, stab wounds, and a fatal gunshot, robbing Radosti before setting his house ablaze. The jury of Louisiana unanimously recommended the death penalty. So not just life imprisonment, but the death penalty. Not only did he not get the death penalty, but now he's back on the streets. And here's what's so ironic. We haven't mentioned this yet. This man, Governor John Bell Edwards of Louisiana, is double-minded, unstable in all his ways, something that the Bible frowns upon, because he had been a champion of the babies in the womb and the pro-life cause. And yet, you know, how do you champion protecting the innocent's in the womb, and yet you release 40 documented, proven beyond any reasonable doubt with evidence and eyewitnesses, murderers onto the street uh, because of the possibility that they might reoffend. and what message does it send to the poor victim's family?
0: And what is he going to do to those who commit infanticide, those doctors that commit infanticide and abortion in his state, if he's pro-life, what's he going to do to the doctor's that are committing abortion and infanticide in his particular states. Is he going to say, well, slap their hand. Sorry about that. I'll release you on Christmas Day. That's not a pro-life governor. He's rewarding the the evil and punishing the good. It's what he's doing. And he's allowing for the slaughter of the innocents in his state. He's not pro-life. That's ridiculous. Be back with more in just a moment on The Generations Broadcast. Hello, my friends. For the last 15 years, the Generations team has produced a Christian curriculum specifically for families who want to give their children a God-centered, Bible-saturated, biblical worldview-based education. Our commitment is to restore the Christian faith, generational faith in an age where we are losing faith in this country and almost anywhere around the world, where Christian children attend secular schools or use secular curriculum and imbibe secular culture. Now, we're not relying on the pre-Christian Greeks For an educational model here, we're not relying on the post-Christian secularist for the education model either. Our curriculum is based in a biblical worldview. We put hundreds of Bible verses in the history books and integrate the truths into the subjects. We want to glorify God on every page of the science books. We immediately integrate knowledge into life application and natural revelation with special revelation. We keep Christ at the very center of the history books with preparing the world for Jesus and taking the world for Jesus I believe God is calling this generation in this highly secularized age to a radical change in how they disciple their children. Please check out our program for education of your children and grandchildren at www.generations.org. And we are back on Generations. This is Kevin Swanson. As well, Adam McManus with me on this edition. And friends, this may be the first in history in which 40 murders are out on the street in the state of Louisiana because of John Edwards uh, commuting the sentences of these foul creatures that have done such dastardly deeds to members or citizens of the state of Louisiana. And uh, it turns out that there haven't been that many murders pardoned from what I can tell from my research in history. There have been 40 in the state of Louisiana. Colorado had its first murder convict sentence commuted by the homosexual governor, Polis, just five days ago. So I think we're starting to see an increase of this permitting murderers out onto the street, which should not be that much of a surprise when it comes to Democratic governors that are self-consciously pro-abortion, pro-murder anyway. Uh, So perhaps not a big surprise that the homosexual governor of the state of Colorado commuted the sentence of a murderer. He was convicted of first-degree murder back in the 1990s. And apparently David Carrillo and uh, eight people responsible for the killing of Chris Romo in the city of Pueblo back in the 1990s, By the way, all eight people are out on the street as of now. So in other words, the murder of this man, Chris Romo, has not been duly taken care of according to the standards of justice, according to the standards of God's law. David Carrillo was described in trial as the architect of the crime. He reportedly told each member of the gang where to go after the shooting took place and said he had some money to help them get out of town. He broke the window and had his younger brother take the shot. So, again, David Carrillo on the streets, thanks to the uh, commutation of his sentence on the part of a homosexual governor of the state of Colorado by the name of Jared Polis. Matt Bevan of Kentucky, also Republican governor, pardoned two men convicted of murder and rape just a few years ago. And Mississippi Governor Haley Barber, also Republican, uh, pardoned uh, or issued two pardons or four pardons to four men who had been convicted of murder and sent to work at his mansion through a prison program. So it's not just Democrats, Republicans, too, on this one.
1: Haley Barber, for those that don't recognize his name, is the former chair of the Republican National Committee. So he Mm -hmm. was a man of great influence and certainly represented the kind of big tent. Uh, establishment Republican wing, as it were, certainly not the conservative Tea Party, socially conservative on abortion and the homosexual agenda in particular kind of guy. If there was anyone that would be open to that among Republicans, I'm not surprised that Haley Barber was. Matt Bevan surprises me. He has nine children, a Baptist. His wife, I'm not sure for what reasons, but filed for divorce this past May Uh, He, Matt Bevin, spoke out strongly against Obergefell versus Hodges, the Supreme Court decision in 2015 that legalized homosexual faux marriage. He has been right on a lot of the issues. I think he might possibly have received bad advice, but, you know, good people make bad decisions all the time.
0: Well, these are some of the more recent decisions on the part of governors who are responsible before God to be his minister of justice and to bring the sword down on those who murder, those who kill people. Now, it turns out, and it should be a no-brainer, that capital punishment's a discouragement to would-be murderers. Here was a study that was done. By the way, this is a CNN article I quote from. It's very interesting that they should report on this particular study done by a graduate student in the University of Colorado uh, back in the 1990s. And uh, this guy looked at 6,143 death sentences handed out between 1977 and 1997 in the United States. And during that time, 432 convicted killers were executed, while 123 were pardoned, either through a grant of clemency or a commutation of their sentence. So evidently there have been a number of others. The researchers combined this data with detailed information from each state where the murders occurred. Those variables included the state's per capita income, unemployment rate, percentage of young adults in the population, racial composition, infant mortality rates, etc., and they concluded that each execution decreases the number of homicides by 5 to 6, while three additional pardons generate a 1 to 1.5 additional homicides beyond the number of murders that would have been expected to occur in the state during the following year. So in other words what they're saying is that each execution is a huge discouragement to would-be murderers, whereas these pardons will add to the homicides in those particular states. No surprise there at all. Uh, But friends, these governors, when when they commute a sentence that is very plainly established by the law of God, Genesis 9-6, they have failed. They have failed. They're playing God. They're violating God's laws. And nobody should ever elect these men to public office ever again. The most basic responsibility, again, for any civil magistrate is Genesis 9-6. That's it. That's the basics. And there's so much that governments do today that are not within the realm of God's laws. Uh, They certainly are adding to uh, whatever God's laws allow for the jurisdiction of the state. But the most basic responsibility for a civil magistrate in Genesis 9-6 is the execution of the murderer, the one who sheds man's blood. Uh, They have failed. These guys have failed. F-minus for Matt Bevan. F-minus for Haley Barber. F-minus for
1: John Edwards and Jared Polis. (laughs) They have failed at what they're supposed to do,
0: as established by God, as assigned by God himself.
1: As if failure wasn't bad enough, failure minus. (laughs) But I would cite another scripture that I think is relevant here, and that's Romans 13, 1-5. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Verse 3, For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. but also as a matter of conscience. And Kevin, when those in authority abandon their God-given obligation of bearing the sword and ensuring that those who do wrong are held accountable, it is a disaster, and it is wrong.
0: As much as God has instituted marriage, as much as God has instituted the church, as much as God has instituted any of these basic institutions for mankind, God has instituted the magistrate for his own purposes and his duties assigned to those who take that position. And these governors, I believe, are advocating anarchy when they do what they do, when they commute these sentences. They've given up their right to rule. Democracy does not fundamentally provide the right to rule. The willingness to abide by God's laws and fulfill the most basic responsibility of governance, gives them the right to rule. Well, capital punishment for murder, as we've said before, is the most basic biblical law. Think of Exodus twenty-one twelve as well. Whoever strikes a man so that he dies shall be put to death. Leviticus twenty-four seventeen: Whoever takes a human life shall surely be put to death. Whoever takes an animal's life shall make it good, life for life. If anyone injures his neighbor as he has done it, it shall be done to him. Whoever kills a person shall be put to death. That's Leviticus chapter 24. Uh, So about 99% of what the governments do today in Louisiana, in Colorado, everywhere else is not what God has required them to do. They tyrannize the populace by taxation regulations, but they neglect to do the one thing they're supposed to do. Prisons are not biblical. Bottom line. I think I did the calculation one time. I said, you know, you want to do the basic stuff, be about 50,000 executions in a given year, which would be about 50,000 bullets, which would amount to roughly... I don't know, $18,000. So for $18,000, we could do what God requires the state governments to do in any given year. And I guess I could contribute that if they're having a hard time coming up with $18,000 to buy 50,000 bullets to take care of business and to do exactly what God has required them to do. I mean, is $18,000 too much? Can can they not afford that? Well, they're putting the other $4 trillion into wasteful projects that have nothing to do with the requirements that God has allowed for the civil magistrate. So so bottom line here, friends, these guys need to do what God has assigned them to do. And by the way, prisons aren't biblical either. America has 5% of the world's population and prisons 25% of the world's prison population. So keep that in mind. But prisons are not biblical. I mean, here, every family in America has to pay $1,000 per year for thieves, rapists, and murderers. That's $80 billion of money to the prison system. So, thousand bucks a year from your family. Adam, a thousand bucks a year from my family. Why? For the upkeep of thieves, rapists, and murderers. Hey, the thieves, rapists, and murderers should pay for their, their own upkeep and they should pay their victims. Innocent people should not have to pay for their upkeep. The Bible speaks to victims' rights. These criminals have offended the victims and they've offended God. These criminals did not offend the state. These criminals offended God first and this victim second. The idea that the state is God and the state is the one offended by those who break the laws is just wrong. That's the wrong worldview. Bottom line is these criminals have offended God. And then secondarily, they're victims. You kill somebody, you rape somebody, you rob somebody, you've offended them. That makes sense. (laughs) should make a lot of sense. Justice can only be defined by God's law, not by man's arbitrary law. And criminals need to repay their victims. They should be in slave-based work programs where their salaries go to the victims. This is Exodus 22. If a man steals an ox or a sheep and slaughters it or sells it, he shall restore five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. If the thief is found breaking in, he's struck so that he dies. There should be no guilt for his bloodshed. If the theft is certainly found alive in his hand, whether it is an ox or donkey or sheep, he shall restore double. Friends, I think what's going on here is the Catholic view is an antinomian view. It's against God's law. It's setting itself against the laws of God. And the softy, wafty view of justice and crime is an insult to God. It's an insult to God's law. It's an insult to the victims. This idea of just, Oh, who cares? Just let the thief and the rapist and the murderer go free on the streets. That's an insult to the victims. And here's one more thing. I think everybody needs to think about this is an insult to Jesus Christ. Why? Because he had to suffer the penalty that justice required for our sins. And so to say, you know, we're just being softy-wafty. We're going to ignore justice and move ahead and just show mercy. We're going to ignore justice and show mercy. No, no, no. That's that's abandoning the, the whole biblical theology of God. This is a softy-wafty view of justice. It's an insult to Jesus Christ who had to suffer the penalty for our sins. By the way, if Governors Matt Bevan, Haley Barber, John Edwards, and Jared Polis want to be executed in the place of one of these murderers, I guess I'm okay with that. But I haven't seen, you know, Governor Polis walk into the execution chamber and give up his life for one of these murderers. I haven't seen that yet. That's okay. He can do that if he wants to. But that respects justice and mercy. God has required us to walk humbly before God and to show mercy, and to keep justice before him. That's essential. That's the Micah mandate, Micah 6.8. And yet what's happening with these liberal, softy-wafty politicians is they're abandoning God's standards of justice and thereby abandoning all semblance of a biblical worldview and obedience to God as well. Well, friends, that wraps up this edition of the Generations Broadcast. I'd encourage you to my book, Freedom, The Story of Freedom which tells basically a biblical approach to the civil magistrate. What is a biblical worldview as it applies to the civil magistrate? We summarize that in the book, The Story of Freedom, available at generations.org. This is Kevin Swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.